motherfuckers. And we back, 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 back again. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Fuck it, I'm claiming it. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to live with it, right? Speak it into existence. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Insightful Ignorance with your host. With the most, again, of something I do not know, but we're going to figure it out eventually. It was like self-doubt and depression and fear and shit, but I don't know if it's all of that. (laughs) Welcome back to, once again, Insightful Ignorance with your host, Jared Ashton. Today, I want to have an episode that is a little more personal and vulnerable. And yes, I've said it before, this might be literally the most personal and vulnerable I've ever gotten because it truly encompasses my life. It truly encompasses past, present, and future Jared. And... took me a while to record this just because I was just trying to really sit down and evaluate with myself where I'm at, where I'm going, where I've been to truly give myself some clarity and understanding. But on top of that is to share a piece of my story, a very big piece and very personal piece of my story. But hopefully it resonates enough with somebody where they feel as if they are not alone, that they can communicate to who they need to communicate it to or a multitude of other things that can go on in life, but just in a positive form. And I know that sounds really cryptic and espionage type style, but it's not. If you've read the title, today's main focus is Man versus Fear. And even that may sound cryptic, but it's not. fear, the unknown has been the driving force of many things within my life and I feel like it's been probably my biggest hindrance so far within my life in almost every single aspect and it's okay to have healthy fears because we all do but you can't let it take over your life and I feel as if at this moment in time or for so many years it's taken over my life fear has been just a constant reminder in the back of my head of why I can't do something why I shouldn't do something how it comes across what was done wrong how it can go wrong it's really pessimistic and I'm trying to get myself out of that mentality and that mind frame because I think you only truly work on a positive mindset. Things get done and you get to flourish when you're positive. So that's where I'm headed. And the reason I say some of my fears are irrational because like it goes into everyday single life. Like I'm, I'm, my fears are always on display, I think, to myself. And that always makes me question so many different things. Like, for instance, like travel, right? I've never been a travel guy. Anybody's asked me to go anywhere, I generally say no. Right? 
I don't even have a passport. Yes, before you come for me, I know it's kind of childish. Leave me the fuck alone. This is where I'm at right now. I have not gotten my passport. All right? Relax. You may be better than me. I get it. It's okay. But with that being said, the fear that comes with it is not like other people like, oh yeah, I'm scared of flying or I am claustrophobic or I just can't be in large crowds. That is part of it, especially since COVID, a lot of crowd shit. But my biggest thing of fear is like, I think so dramatically left from anybody else. Anybody thinks of a trip and they book a trip or they plan a trip and they think about all the beautiful scenery, you know, the great memories and how they can have great food and live on the beach and do all these things that they would never do in their normal lives, right? And how it's the adventure of being on vacation and it's whatever you want to make it. But my fucking mind goes straight to fear of like a episode of fucking Locked Up Abroad and it's like, okay, I'm in fucking Barcelona, Spain and somehow somebody has found a way to convince me to try to smuggle drugs in and no, I didn't, so now I'm kidnapped or I accidentally did some wrong shit in a country and I'm locked up for fucking 45,000 years. Um, I saw a documentary about some shit like called The Ganja Queen, you should look it up. So they did some shit by accident and was, well, was coerced to do some shit. And they're like 40 years in fucking jail. And that's the type of shit I'm really be fearing about. Like, oh yeah, everybody like, oh yeah, let's go here, let's go there. Uh, nigga, no. Or like, being stuck somewhere like niggas who traveled during COVID and didn't think it was that bad and got stuck in other countries for like months on end. I think of shit like that. Or like some dramatic shit happens. Like I go somewhere that has a fucking volcano and it erupts and now I'm stuck in this fucking foreign land and nation. Or... I get lured into some dumb shit because I don't know the language of a country that I'm going to. Yes, I know it sounds very fucking drastic, dramatic, and everything in between, but it's really what I think about. Like, this was really plagued my mind. The fear aspect of shit. Like, whoa. Nigga, it was just a simple plane ticket to go to Puerto Rico or go to DR or go to Ireland or whatever the fuck you wanted to go. It was a simple, simple situation but that's the shit that really placates on my mind and that's the type of fear that's limited me to be a dude who's just been a i've been a decent amount of states but I'm like oh yeah i've been around like that and i think that may have sheltered me to certain things thank god we got the internet and i can see some shit like that but i guarantee i've probably been sheltered to not eat certain types of food. I've missed out on certain people around the world to gain some type of knowledge or at least some insight to more in-depth looks at how other cultures work while being immersed into it. I love my city to death. I truly do. New York is an amazing place and it has allowed me to be multifaceted and experience multicultural people, but it's not the same as being in those countries and soaking up that type of essence that you get there and a lot of that shit to me literally has been fear another thing with fear is like I don't want to go by myself right I get like picking who to go with is very important and I love certain people but I don't know if I could be around them for like four days at a time that's a really big commitment because I'm a motherfucker that likes to be alone a lot and I don't like to fuck up plans either like I feel like I'm gonna fuck up their plans because I want to be alone but also I want to be around people because I'm not trying to do some no wild shit at least I got somebody watching my fucking back. I got somebody right along with it. Maybe that's just coward shit. I don't know. But this type of thing to think of mine. Like, who do I pick to go with? 
how are we gonna get this fucking done if we go there who's planning shit cause lord knows I hate planning anything I am down to do different shit but planning things not my main focus really not my thing I'm trying to do just being honest so like that like shit like that is what I be thinking about like I know this sounds really wild like, like what the hell it's just a trip Jared but this is the thing I'm talking about like this is how partially it controls my life So for this next part, I'm going to give a trigger warning about where this is going. Because this is a little more deeper and darker. And I'm going to be advancing in and out to like some lighthearted things into some maybe darker or sadder things. But So here's a trigger warning. You understand? Like the next big thing I want to think about in terms of fear is like COVID, right? And everybody has their opinion on how to handle certain situations. Everybody has had their ideas and opinions about how to handle life since the beginning of the pandemic until now. And if you know me, you know how super precautious I am. And <clears throat> sorry, how super precautionate I am. Precautious. Well just a little bit uh sorry I'm a little antsy talking about this. But um how precautious I am about about COVID and how it is. One, I do not want to catch it, to spread it, unwillingly knowing, and then say I'm asymptomatic or don't feel it early enough and I spread it to somebody else. I'm just so big on that. My thing is like not giving it to somebody else or not being around somebody else and being accused that I gave it to them. I just don't want that type of stigma placed upon me. I usually don't care about the viewpoints of people about how I am or who I am, but people that think I'm trying to be malicious or I'm not caring enough to care about their well-being, that type of shit does sit with me and doesn't it doesn't sit well. It, it hurts. I am a caring, like right-minded man who has a heart. I may deliver front edges, but that type of shit does get to me. So, like, I try to be as precautious as possible to save myself and others around me. But the biggest issue that I like to, like, the reason I'm so precautious is even more than anybody in my family is for me to protect my father. And I've had arguments back and forth with people I love about how much precaution I take, how I have essentially isolated myself and I guess kind of not lost the essence of who Jared is but I think I found a lot of myself within being so isolated and being alone but like my interaction skills are very low now and it's because of this it's my fear of hanging out with my friends or even having relationships because I cannot provide that type of fun that somebody may want to have to go out and have dinners and go to concerts and go dancing. It's literally put a hindrance on relationships that I have. 
the biggest issue is this like me never wanting my dad to get sick right and that is literally my main focus within my brain is to not get my dad sick and like every father and son me and my dad have had the the back and forth turmoil of like I'm the man here that all that bullshit but anybody knows me I love my dad don't always like the man <laughs> I love that man and dog who hella hot water does my father and he's giving me a lot and I thank him for that truly so when I do these things it's me trying to make sure even if I'm more precious than him I'm trying to make sure I do not get it so I can never in my right mind say I gave it to my father because if my father gets it God forbid my mind is going to go to like oh shit he can get sick enough to die because he's an asthmatic and I know that shit is so super drastic but this is where my mind really fucking goes it goes to that type of fucking situation and until recently I didn't really think about how much or why it went to that why it went to that but like I think it stems back from my mom and as of this summer it marks five years since I lost my mom five years and I still have not truly grasped how to handle that pain sometimes and that pain also is duplicated because it was right before her birthday and right before her wedding anniversary to my father all that shit together and then his birthday falls just a lot of weird energy that happens to be surrounded by this and I'm not the first person to lose a parent and I will not be the last one but the reason it hurt me so bad and it resonated so bad is because if you know me you understand what my mother means to me and how much she means to me before she passed my mother was sick for years diagnosed with cancer twice beat it had to get a liver transplant had diabetes had a heart problem and I became the warden, the guy who was the at-home doctor, making sure she didn't eat this and she ate that. Stop people trying to sneak her shit, like certain chocolates and shit when she didn't need to because her blood sugar was high. Like I was that type of dude just because of how important it was to me to have my mother around. And I was blessed to gain 27 years of it but in a flash of an eye, I lost her and I still don't think I've gotten over it. Well, I don't think I'll ever get over it, but uh, it still really hurts 
and the thing that hurts the most is like I said before trigger warning I literally saw my mother fighting for her life in our home EMTs, paramedics, you name it, police, right about like they were all here pumping her chest to try to get her heart to work again or keep a strong enough beat to keep her alive. And it just didn't happen. There's something very eerie to watch that. And I know it's their job, but to watch a medical professional call time of death for your best friend who happens to be your mother inside of your house. And you have to one deal with your own pain, but then watch your brother have pain watch your father lose his life partner and love of his life and even just watching people around you be sad and take it on the chin as well like to have no connection to me at all but I could see in their faces and then go back into myself and like be in a state of shock but still be super saddened And there was nothing I could do. And I felt so hopeless and so low and so lost for so long because that was Superwoman. And something got her. Her heart gave out. It was just too tired from everything she'd been through. But That sits with me every day, whether I talk about it or not, I think about it more often than I like to share. And to piece it all back together to make it all make sense, this is why I am so precautious of things around my father. I don't care what ups and downs you've ever had. I don't care about any type of bullshit bickering I don't care about a macho bullshit that is my dad and losing one parent was hard enough and I do not know what I would do without my father truly so it begs the fine line of me losing part of my fucking adulthood to some maybe stupidity of taking so many precautions and missing out on some fun situations and even be more precautious than him but doing my part whenever I can in my mind to be like no I can't add on to it I cannot risk the chance of me losing my father I cannot risk the chance of me giving my father something I cannot risk the chance of this happening and it's being my fault I already felt helpless before I don't want to feel at fault and helpless again 
And I think that's what really sets it off for me. It's like, yo, I don't care. Say what you want. I have to do this because I cannot, I can't bury another parent. And some people will never get it and may never get it, but it is something different. And I'm not something, it's not a sad a sad story where you're supposed to put extra bad for me because I lost my parent. I'm not supposed to be going up to last, but watching your mother die in front of you or watching someone call her time of death in front of you, it doesn't leave you. And this type of shit just rocked my fucking world. To know people who have had parents who have passed away from this. To know people who have gotten sick from this, to know the effects of it. It just weighs so heavy upon my heart. And I could be a nonchalant guy, and I could seem like uh, too cool for school or whatever the fuck it may be, but my family is very important to me. And I will sacrifice things of my own to make sure that their existence is much more prosperous than it, or as prosperous as it can be. So now when you see me washing my hands 85 times a day or whatever it is, or you see me always with my mask, or I don't want to go somewhere, maybe you have a little bit more of an understanding why. Maybe. Maybe you don't. But that's the type of thing that's in my mind. That type of fear is locked within me now. And I understand the other side of it. Of you can't live that way. You can't. He's a grown man. You can't protect everybody. I, I trust me. I've heard it all. And I, to an extent, agree with it. But I haven't got there yet to battle it enough to take different actions so I stay vigilant in my uncanny procedures of staying safe within my household and limiting my contact with as many people as possible just to make sure I don't bring that back another contentious part of my life that's really big to me and is controlled by fear is living out my dreams of entertaining people the masses and it's not because oh my gosh I want to be so famous I don't want fame actually sure notoriety notoriety would be cool just to be revered and respected for hopefully good work that I present to people and hopefully something that is um, an experience that evokes emotion out of people and entertains them and takes them away from the real world quote unquote or regular life or at least a certain time frame and puts them in a different perspective or helps them heal stuff like that that's what I use that's what I think entertainment is that uh, the medium, whatever medium you're going to take in entertainment form, whether it be singing, dancing, acting, like I wanted to give that to the world. And when I was much younger, it was about the fame. And as I got older, like that shit scared me too. 
fame is a drug. I wholeheartedly believe that. Fame is as addictive as I think anything else in the world because it's just like what people revere into this world about fame. Fame is this certain plateau and pedestal that people will place you on because of a skill set that you have. To entertain them or put on yeah, so they, yeah, entertain them, put whatever show it is, or this facade is so appealing that they want to revere you in that way and make you seem extra special because their life is not as quote unquote good. That type of shit has always scared me. It's always made me feel a weird type of way. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what the hell? Like, no, I, I don't want that. That's as I got older. But my big fear about it is, am I good enough to do these things? And generally, if you know me, I don't really care how people view me as like a person like do they think I'm super cool or I'm the guy that everybody loves this and the third or I'm difficult you're like I don't worry about any of that type of shit no matter what happens in this world I cannot convince somebody to love me is on their own accord I can do certain things that may attract them in a certain way but at the end of the day the decision is there so I don't worry about that type of shit too much but when it comes to presenting a creative idea to people, it becomes very hard because I feel like maybe I ain't shit and maybe my dream is laughable if the masses don't agree with it. I fear being ridiculed and mocked. I fear I fear not being enough. I fear as if I'm lying to myself by trying to be a quote-unquote creative. Who the hell do you think you are? Why do you think that you have that ability? What sets you apart? And I think I said it on the previous episode, like you have to have this uncanny ability to be like, you know what? I'm the shit. Y'all can't stop me. That is what it takes to be entertaining, and I miss that because the fear was so much bigger. Am I enough? Can I be enough? Will they love it? Will they entertain it? Does it engage? Is it good? Is it perfect? And it loses the essence of the art. And it takes me out of everything that I wanted to do in the first place. You know, it's just to evoke emotion. And sometimes the best emotion that you can evoke is raw. And it's not perfect. And it's not glamorous and beautiful. And sometimes you're just giving the world something that's creative and then see how they vibe with it. And letting it marinate too, that's the fear of, it's, it creeps in again, it's, it's not enough because it doesn't do, quote unquote, the numbers you expect it to do in a quick enough manner. I like to think that I sing and write decent songs, but they'll never be released because people don't like it I write poems and sometimes release it but then I look and it's not the algorithm the algorithm is not algorithmic enough likes or shares on it or it's shared and not liked and I feel as if it's not revered or are they sharing it to laugh 
Like that's what my mind thinks. So pessimistic. Okay, more shares have happened of this video or this poem or this damn third than not likes. So do they not like it? Is it laughable? Am I not seeing what they're seeing? What's missing here? Where am I going wrong? How did I fail myself and where did I fail them at? That's the thing that placates into my mind. Over and over and over and over again. That part. So now I sit here, not an entertainer. Not truly even giving myself the big enough opportunity so far within my life to be an entertainer. I've cost myself because of my fears. This is not a point the finger at somebody else. No, Jared, it is you. And I totally understand that. I humbly come here as the person who has to live within his faults and understanding fear. And this is the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with is to come to terms with you have to be okay with fear and live uncomfortably. But it's so hard because it is what I want. It, it is part of like my identity in a way. If I if I'm confi- if I'm truly convinced that I'm not be able to be a creative or I'm not an artist, then what the fuck? And that's what sits on my brain way too often. And I have moments where I think, oh, I'm the shit, but they come true and far in between. And the snowball effect of fear of all these other things seem to catch back up and avalanche on top of all the good shit. And it's buried away. So somehow, deep later, I dig out of it, get the skin down the slope again, and then boom. Here we go again with the bullshit. Another snowball effect. And it's a fear of expectations of like what I should be in general, like as just as an adult, right? Yeah, I know I could be quote unquote doing worse and I'm not doing bad and I have a lot of good things going for me, but like, am I doing enough? Like I wanna be making more money. Am I not and I'm not doing what I want? Like I'm not I'm not even down bad and it looks sounds like I know people who maybe seem down bad compared to me. And I'm out here like, damn, it's not enough. And I'm scared to take leaps of shit because I'm like, yo, but that, that's not enough money there. Or I'm scared to push myself because I won't be good enough here. Like, for so long. Like, true life experience. Full transparency. I was at my job. And I was revered by colleagues in the nation even to some of my management. To a certain extent, I was revered and seen as the, one of the golden standards, I guess. Or maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. I was a kind of a standard bearer in the terms of world. But even with that, and even with the amount of respect I had and the people who would listen to me and maybe run through a brick wall for me, I took a step back because I didn't want that pressure placed upon me. I didn't want to be like, okay, here's the keys. 
Now take it off, and if it crashes, your fault. I didn't want all of that in my pants. And then I got a phone call. Well, no, I got a, I got a DM to be an assistant manager somewhere. And it was so hard for me to take it on because I wanted to be at this company, but the company that gave me this opportunity, one person that knew me, the rest, everybody else didn't know me from the fucking hole in the wall. But they were really in a bank on me because of this one person who believed in me. And I'm like, yo, I'm getting older. I need to make these type of decisions and get this money. Especially back then, I was not making as much as I sh- think I should have been deserving. Should have deserved to be getting. So I took that leap of faith. And it took me on one of the most wild, it took me on one of the wildest rides I've ever had for a year. And I appreciate everyone, every moment of it. It was difficult. It was time. It, it was frustrating. It was difficult. It was fucking just. A lot of negativity, but I grew from it. And that leap of faith was so important to get where I am now at certain aspects. But I was scared shitless. And then it brought me back down to earth. And I came back to the company I'm with and not ascending to where I necessarily should be or think I should be at. I think many around me think I should be. I think COVID fucked up everything again. I didn't, I was just main focused on getting in, getting out, getting my money to sustain living and get back home to my pops and not putting any more extra pressure onto myself. That fear of giving my, overwhelming myself and not be able to achieve and accomplish certain things. Because that's big to me as well. And people have a expectation of me, that type of pressure, which again, well, not again, which I think is a privilege. Pressure is a privilege because people have high expectations of me. Not letting them down is big for me. When people count on you, I don't like to disappoint in that type of manner. I like to show up and show the fuck out when I'm supposed to do things. And sometimes that beats my overbearing fear because I know I have to give my hardest. And usually when I give my effort, I'm amazing. And when I'm put with my back against the wall and I have nothing else to do and nothing to lose I succeed I think the biggest component of fear that has hindered me in the last two to three years is a relationship it's my fear of being enough as a partner to a certain extent my fear of commitment and making sure that people are to be trusted people are to be counted on to bank on people will be there when you need them It's hard for me to do that because I fear shit going awry. Because I've seen it before from the outside looking in, of course, and not necessarily from my situation, but things start to seep into your brain. And you start thinking, well, am I enough? Will I be enough? Do I check these boxes? If I don't do this, that, and the third, will she resent me? 
Will she stay? Will she leave? Can I bring this to the table for what she brings? And at times, even not even looking into myself and saying, what am I looking for and asking for that person to do is me continually seeing my head saying, you're missing something, missing something, you're missing something. Is that enough? Are you okay? Did you do it right? And it causes a wedge that builds up a wall. And now both parties are missing out on something. And it all stems back to me having fear of things. And that's not the sole issue at hand, but it's a big thing in it. It's fear that seeps into the trust, that seeps into communication, that seeps into building a future in a long lasting relationship with longevity and communication and just so many things seem to go awry and doesn't work out properly because there was piss poor preparation due to fear and that seeping in and it starts to push people away your partner is going to be your second biggest fan because you have to be your first so when you down on yourself they can bring it back up but you can't continuously always be down on yourself. You have to be the number one and I cannot expect that person to pick up all the slack. They can't just be the fucking hero. Sometimes you have to save yourself. And for far too long, I was not saving myself. I think it all stems from just not being enough. Not feeling like it is enough. And feeling hopeless and fearful. Let's take a rewind. I know this might be a little off topic and off kilter, but my mind is just trying to get all these things out to me. So my fear of a lot of things, I guess, really stemmed into, it started in high school. It was the first time I was challenged to be something outside of myself. I had been kind of sheltered, not necessarily sheltered, but I had had these things set up perfectly. I had been going to school with the same people for years. I had the same friends. I had the neighborhood that was so close to both of my schools. I had been going, it's a routine. And high school presented fear because it was a change. A change that I committed myself and what made me do it, but it was something that I felt like I had to do just for the betterment of myself. I chose to go to August Martin High School instead of John Bound because literally I thought if I went to Bound, I would bullshit and not graduate. And it was a no-no. That was a fear of mine. Like, Yo, gotta go. So I took my black ass. Southside Jamaica Queen went to August Martin. One of the better decisions I've ever made because I was able to meet certain people that I would have never met if I never went there who were like family to this day. But throughout high school, there was always fear of not being enough. And I had created this time warp and mental warp about who the hell I was and what was going on. 
fear not be enough because let's be honest if you saw me back then I looked 13 well I started off high school at 13 turned 14 next month but I looked all of fucking 10 and maybe at most by the time I had 17 I looked 13 so it was just like okay the fear of asking girls out didn't go to prom the fear of rejection and being on that laughing stock um, the high school worries of like am I fly enough to be in this fucking bitch am I funny enough just finding yourself and trying to balance things and those fears hit me at once because I didn't feel like I had any type of safety net I was out on my own I was just for eight hours a day however many months I was in Jamaica Queens by myself trying to filter through everything trying to not get my ass kicked by the fucking 21 year old nigga left back eight times or this time and third and then just my fear with dealing with girls especially at the time wasn't a fucking enough like what the fuck look at me nigga they will never want me fear of embarrassment and laughter fear within myself of not being accepted and I think some of that seeps in I think most of the acceptance part is gone for me because I'm pretty happy with who I am but I feel like this, this is what stemmed it all and these bigger fears just have crumped on top of it puts me in a sense of worry and a sense of inactivity that does not allow me to hit my full potential and at my age there's no much potential you have there's certain things you have to start hitting and or at least be on the route to and I think I'm coming to getting to that route but maybe later than I expected not in time frame for anybody else but for myself I think this time frame is a little later than I expected but fuck it can't worry about yesterday you're here today you can only build upon it so I'm making a declaration to myself to try to not be so focused on the fears that I have in front of me and I know it won't be easy because I've been living with these many fears for many a year and it's controlled most of my life again like I told you it's fucked the relationships it's allowed me to be landlocked and travel it's allowed me to even now not be as active and outgoing as I once was so a lot of things have changed for me and all because of my fears and me getting back into normalcy or whatever the fuck that is something I have to work upon there's methodology there's methodology to my madness but sometimes being this mad is fucking insanity and I need to get out of that So if you are like me and you are finding yourself being ruled by fear, I want us to make a commitment together to get outside of that shit, man. Fear can be helpful. There's certain things you should fear in the world. But there has to be reasoning behind it. And just fearing the unknown or feeling of failure should not be enough because most of the time you can rebound. Or it'll be better than you ever fucking expected. But it comes with trials and tribulations. You never find it out unless you give yourself a chance. And I'm sick of not giving myself a chance. No one else owes me. No one is here to coddle me. Nobody is here to babysit. I am a adult male. I am supposed to be a provider 
forget from somebody else, let alone from myself and put myself in the best situation I'm supposed to be in. And I can't let that be derailed by so many outside factors that I let seep into my brain and convince me that I'm not doing enough or I can't succeed or things that I want are unattainable or unsustainable. So if you are feeling like me, let's make a vow together. Get past this bullshit, you heard? Real gangster Yorkshire, you IB? That ass. Let's get it together. I know today was a little bit of a ramble, and I'm sorry. But I'm literally having, I guess, a counseling session with myself, to myself, in front of you guys. And it's a little cathartic. It helps a little bit. And maybe for those who are around me, you get a better understanding of what you got to deal with. And for those who are having similar activities or similar mind-trained thoughts or whatever you want to call it, it's helping you understand that you can be more, you can do more, and you are not alone in this journey that you're on. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your energy. I thank you for listening to me. If you got all the way here, you've made it to the goal. You don't win a prize, but uh, you got to hear a couple of gems. You got to learn about a man who some may find interesting, okay? Some people do. Motherfuckers. But, uh, I truly do thank you guys for helping journey. Listening to me ramble on for 10 episodes. I hope you've enjoyed. With this coming to a conclusion, it's not the end of the series of the podcast, but it's the end of, I guess, quote unquote, season one. Ending out with a bang. Man versus fear. The crazy Jared Redman story. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed season one. Insightful Ignorance with your host, Jared Ashton. And I will be back soon. I won't leave you too long. I appreciate you. Stay well, stay humble, stay great, be fearless.